0: Our passion is building software. Yeah. We we started with doing courses, but over time we we, we went to we went to building software because we like doing it. We, we do enjoy doing it. We're uh, quite good at it, and also we're quite good at developing our people internally. Hello everyone, welcome back. This is Hackcast season three. I am Rado. I am Ivo. And Ted is behind the camera. Once again, we are in our Hackcast studio at our Hacksoft office, and we have some improvements. What are the improvements? Uh, We have new flowers. Yeah. And some new lightning. Lightning? Yeah, some new lights, Lights, uh, Backlights. I'm not sure if you're seeing them, but uh, we are trying to improve the overall quality of our uh, podcast, Hackcast. So please tell us if you see an improvement from uh, season two.
1: And this season, I promise to speak louder. So yeah, I'm, I'm I'm giving my best.
0: Yeah, and I'll I'll also speak louder. Okay, and I'm not sure if this is going to play. Oh, but we'll we'll, we'll see. We'll <laughs> yeah, see. let's yeah. see how it goes. Yeah, one very important thing before we uh, kick off with the first episode. Right now our current goal for our YouTube channel is to reach a thousand subscribers and once we get there we're going to give away a special price which is going to be the Dust Keyboard 6 Pro or Ultimate or whatever is the latest Dust Keyboard once we get to a thousand subscribers. We put in a lot of effort into those videos and there are quite a lot of videos in the pipeline so if you like what you're seeing and if it's interesting to you please like, subscribe, comment, share because this helps us a lot. It greatly improves uh, the quality of uh, our video production. And, because our, and our Not lives <laughs> yet, but it helps to improve the quality of our video production. So our current goal is to get to a thousand subscribers, so make sure to subscribe. Yep. And yeah, Hackcast Season 3. Hackcast Season 2 was, I think it was good. It was interesting. We had we had some positive feedback and we learned how to actually do it properly. Mm-hmm. So we're now continuing with season three. Again, we're aiming for ten episodes. And as we said in the teaser, what's going to be the overarching theme and topic?
1: Well, it's going to be more about business. Not yes. no, not so not so much about technical topics. Yes. So more more business topics. What is going to be the topic of today's episode,
0: Raddo? Uh, so we're going to start with basically talking about what's the core business of Hacksoft. What do we do as a company? Because yeah, right. because we say we are an end-to-end software development company, but uh, this can be this can mean a lot of things, and it's good to add some clarity. And it's good to uh, and it's good when we add clarity to explain things and explain some terminology how we understand it and what do we actually do and uh, what we actually don't do. So I think it's going to be an interesting episode. And uh, yeah, basically, when we say that we're a software development company or we're an end-to-end software development company, there are several options to pick from. Like one is outsourcing. Yeah. So how do you understand the term outsourcing? Outsource. Well, if you are someone that has a defined piece of work
1: like for example having a problem with something or or you need to build something you are outsourcing this work to someone that knows how to do it in order to yeah. to do
0: it all right and if we go with this uh, definition are we doing outsourcing
1: yes we are but not right. only we are not only doing outsourcing we are doing some some other things too yeah but in terms of we have clients that have their problems. They're defined pieces of work. Sometimes they're not really defined, like at all. Yeah. But we are happy to handle
0: the work. Yeah. Uh, for for me, outsourcing like it has some very general definition. Like every piece of work that you're not doing internally and you have to define internally, it's and you're doing it someone some someplace else. It's be, the, this kind of work is being outsourced. Mm-hmm. But also for me, outsourcing has some negative connotation because. When someone says outsourcing in terms of software development, the thing that I imagine is, for example, we go to one of the bigger companies, for example, here in Bulgaria. Mm-hmm. Like we have some big uh, software development companies. Yeah. And we say, hey, we have a team. Uh, right now we are at 30, three zero people people yeah. uh, as of 1st of March. So we, ha- we say we have 30 people. Give us work and we'll just do the work. And for me, when someone says outsourcing, I imagine this, and this, and I imagine this quite negatively because when we do this kind of outsourcing, we have no relationship with the client and we have no communication with the client whatsoever. And for me, I, I'd say, generally speaking, yes, we're doing outsourcing, but specifically we are not doing outsourcing because there is quite a lot of communication going on between us and the client all right and it's not just software development we we take on more things and more things are required in order to do to do our job well and Mm -hmm. we'll get there Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so generally speaking yes we're doing outsourcing but specifically no not exactly
1: okay when i
0: hear Outsourcing.
1: I'm thinking of, hey, give me requirements, and I will do the requirements and nothing more. Yes. It, yes. Yeah. This is why I I'm I'm thinking negatively for this outsourcing term. All yeah, right.
0: Yeah. So exactly. Specific requirements, and we just follow those requirements and nothing else. Mm-hmm. And whenever something changes, we are like, ah, or why? why? Okay. Okay. So we and we're not doing this. Okay, we're not doing yeah. this. Most
1: of our projects don't start with the requirements. You know, yeah. they they start with a lot of work before the requirements.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, What about outstaffing? Okay, this is an interesting one. Outstaffing, for me, Mm -hmm. means we as a company, as Hacksoft, lend developers to other companies. So those developers are working for us on paper, Mm -hmm. but they are not actually working for us. They are working within existing teams in other companies as if they are part of those other companies. Yes, and uh, this model, yeah. So this is for sure something that we are not doing at all. Okay. Yeah. We s- try to stay away from outstaffing engagements, and there, there are some, there are some fine nuances nuances here. But the my, my biggest problem with this is that you're kind of lying to your people. It's like they're working for Hacksoft, but they're not actually working for hacks. Of they're working directly to for the client, and the client is responsible for their management, their career progression, and everything that they do. Mm-hmm. And we just lend them. They're yeah. just we're just a uh, proxy to have a contract signed with with, mm-hmm. with with someone, so they can go and work someplace else. Mm-hmm. More like an HR agency where we just yes. find good people and give it to the customers. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. For me, in my mind when I see a software development company that's doing outstaffing for me, they are an HR agency, Yeah, which is great. If you are an HR agency, this is a really good business model, mm-hmm. but for, for how we approach things and for how we build software, because, because our, our, pe- our passion is building software. Yeah. We, we started with doing courses, but over time we, we, we went to, we went to building software because we like doing it. We, True. we do enjoy doing it. We're, Uh, quite good at it and also we're quite good at developing our people internally and if we start doing outstaffing then we are not playing to our strengths at all and Mm -hmm. we're relying that someone else will be able to manage better and develop better our people yeah which is not the case most Mm -hmm. of the times Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. most of the times uh,
1: clients that already have some tech teams, they just need yeah. some more people in their tech teams for a limited period of time yeah. or 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 even forever. Uh, are are looking for, hey, can you give me like three more Python people yes. or, or five more Python people? So we tend to get a lot of requests like this. Yes.
0: So this is for me, this is the most standard thing. When you say that you're a software development company, people assume that you're doing cloud stuffing. Yes. And they start asking for num for like quantity cvs cvs and quantity like five developers three developers eight developers ten developers can you send me their cvs can we do interviews senior ones yeah Yeah. can you send me senior cvs and the thing is this is extremely flexible for for the clients because they can onboard five people and Mm -hmm. at any given moment they can say uh, we don't need five we just need two right now and you've managed to get a team together mm-hmm. you started building some um trust within this team yeah you st- you, you started st- you're at the point where rhythm is being established and suddenly the client's like oh we don't need three three of those people so mm-hmm. let's just stay with two and this breaks everything and it kind of teaches people that there is no team that's going to stay and there's no how to say no use in investing time and energy to get along with the people on your team. Yeah. Which yeah. is extremely bad for the process of software development.
1: And the other problem I see with with this approach is that the technical decisions are normally taken inside the client's company. Yes. So the clients that are looking for such such kind of deals normally have their CDOs, their, their, their team leads that already yes. took the decisions and they just need some workforce in order yes. to complete the work. Yes which which again pretty easily can put you in a situation where you're a pretty good developer but you're outstaffed somewhere yes. and now the manager there the boss of the company yes. takes the decisions and you need to agree with these decisions no matter if you like them or not yes because you're not even a team together yes. with these guys you're just you're
0: making uh, no decisions and you're bearing no responsibility for them yeah which is something that we don't like something that we don't like because this this is for me this is inertia like you're just Flowing with with the stream, and uh, you're basically doing nothing for me when you're out stuff like this.
1: Well, you definitely provide value with the to the team if you're a good developer, of course. Yes. Uh, but uh, we would definitely like to have the um, the the ability to take the technical decisions.
0: Yeah. Uh, and to so form course. teams that stay together for longer periods of time, because of course. then they develop certain synergies, and then they start performing better. You just need time to, to, to get into the right place, to get into the right rhythm. And outstaffing kills all of this. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think we've done some outstaffing engagements uh, in the past. And it's something that we realized it's not working well for us. Yeah, And there are certain nuances uh, here. For example, do we consider a client that has internal team or teams and we have a team? Working with the other internal teams, an outstaffing engagement.
1: It really depends on the rhythm of the teams and the relationship between relationship between them. So, if you are providing additional people to their teams, yeah, it's basically outstaffing. If we have another team that's dealing with a separate section yeah. on the whole product,
0: this is, I don't consider this as as outstaffing at all. All right, uh, I, that's that's the nuance for me. So. Because we have clients where we have team here, mm-hmm. Hacks of team, working with other teams that are working inside like internal teams for the client. Yes. But the thing is we have autonomy mm-hmm. and we have uh, the ability to take and make decisions mm-hmm. and we are basically managing ourselves. So not none of those things relies on solely on the client, but mm-hmm. actually relies on our end. And then we can make pretty good teams that play well and uh, kind of establish a, a bigger picture inside inside the client and actually manage to uh, manage to ship some software. But mm-hmm. the where the responsibility lies is the important thing for me. Uh, the moment where we stop. Making technical decisions, yeah. or participating, because sometimes you have to participate in a, a discussion about certain technical Absolutely decisions. Yeah, yeah uh, uh, the the moment where those technical decisions are just forced upon us is usually the moment where we start helping the team, um, helping our clients offload this work from us. And help them build perhaps an internal team and then look for something else.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I guess the question is, where are the actual decisions and who is responsible for the team? Yes. If we are responsible for our own teams and if we are taking the technical decisions,
0: then we're pretty happy with it. Yes. All right. That's about outstaffing. And right next to outstaffing, this is an interesting topic because there are a lot of nuances Um, because there's this thing called consulting, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which sounds a lot like outstaffing to me. Okay. But for me, in my head, when we say consulting, uh, it's like you, you are being outstaffed within uh, an existing team, Mm -hmm. but you're being outstaffed, not as a workforce, like tell me what to do and I'll do it, but rather as Someone who's going to look at processes, mm-hmm. who's going to look at dynamics, and who's going to be able to propose changes and or make decisions. So for me, consulting is the better way of doing staffing because then the consultants or consultants mm-hmm. have more agency to actually make something meaningful inside the client's team, where outstaffing is just, I need numbers, I need workforce. Yeah,
1: yeah. When I hear outstaffing, I'm thinking for billing hourly, like workforce. We we need three developers, four developers, three people, four people, whatever. And when I hear about consultancy, I'm thinking more of a selling expertise. It's not necessarily time-based. It can be, of course. But if you have someone in the team for, let's say, two months to, to see what is going on and try to help bring some expertise on the table. Because, you know, for example, we've been... Consulted for, for 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 business stuff. Yes, and this this is how I see technical cons, consultancy. Exactly. Basically, yeah. exact same way. Have a couple of sessions with someone, telling you how things need to be done, or analyzing what the situation and uh, helping you with with what you're doing. So exactly. in that terms, we are do, we are
0: doing a lot of consultancy. Yes, we we usually start we usually start new projects and new clients with. Some kind of a, of a consulting session, like mm-hmm. we 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 call this uh, like uh, project exploration, yeah. something like this, where we figure out what the problem is, figure out what the priorities are, figure out what the client's needs are, and then, if needed, we we do a proof of concept, yeah, or just give some feedback and some guidance, mm-hmm. and this is for me basically the work of a consultant. And this is how we start new project because it's really hard to a new project a new project comes mm-hmm. and it's quite vaguely defined. Yeah, it's really hard to start right away with a team of five. Most of the case, yeah, because there's not that much work to do, especially in the beginning. Mm-hmm. In the beginning, you need to f- outline everything mm-hmm. and then start doing the actual work. It's really hard to start to to do the actual work without doing a a bunch of proof of concepts first. And for me, this is consulting uh, at its its core. Mm -hmm. So this is something that we do. We can safely say that we are uh, okay with, and we are actually doing consulting work where we provide our expertise and value to the client. And for now, for most of the cases, those clients then rely start relying on us for the for more than just proof of concepts mm-hmm. for software development and for for end-to-end software development yeah
1: yeah i can agree that this first phase of every project is more like consulting. yeah sometimes we challenge the ideas uh decide that we don't really need to write software for this idea we can yes. use something open source or a low code system or something like that just yes. to define what really needs to be done uh, and then start to do the actual work if if needed, of course. Yeah. So yeah, we are we are doing consultancy, not even at the start of the project. I would say that we are doing consultancy on a daily basis with our clients while helping them taking business decisions and yeah. software decisions and basically on our day-to-day communication, it's part of consultants. I,
0: I call this end-to-end software development. Okay. No, okay. Now we, we get to the part of what we actually do. For for most of the cases we do end-to-end software development, which as you say usually starts with something very limited. Mm -hmm. But what we try to do is take on the responsibility for the software development, lead the software development, form a team, form form another team. And those are teams that are inside internal for Hacksoft and we know how to get into rhythm and how to manage them and how to make sure everyone's happy and everyone's performing. Mm -hmm. And not only right software like write code but we participate in business analysis we participate in uh, product discussions we it's not like we are doing the entire product development although there are clients where we've done the entire product development for them too that's true yeah so we we know what we're doing there but we we participate in product development discussions we participate and usually take the strategic technical decisions uh, what else project management we're we're pretty good at this, yeah of course by the way, we are pretty good we at some point we can spin off a project management <laughs> company we are <laughs> extremely good at project management uh so we do our internal project management and our internal um, prioritization and release planning. all of this is of course communicated mm-hmm. constant communication with the, the client, constant. client like, constant every single day, at least twice we are constantly communicating with our clients, of course, we do the software development. <laughs> sure <laughs> and we do like back end front end mobile whatever needs to be done
1: and we do quality assurance quality assurance of course yeah supporting the whole thing after it's been released and shipping it to production that's really important devops yeah. De- devops taking care for infrastructure supporting the infrastructure monitoring you know yes. ensuring that the whole thing is live there working exactly so that's what we call end to end software development
0: all of those things that we just described We know how to do them and Mm -hmm. we know how to be part of all of them. So the entire development process is going in the right direction. Because if we only do give me the requirements and we will do the coding, then we're not going to be happy because uh, we kind of then we need to outsource those decisions to someone else. While we're trying to be quite active and we're trying to be participating in all those um, dis- discussions and and decisions. And usually, at least for me, wh- wh- how I judge a certain if a certain project is going well is, are we leading, or is the client leading?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is definitely one of the one of the ways to judge this. Yeah,
0: sometimes sometimes the client is leading because uh, there is more context on the client side, or there's some legacy, and we are still uh, figuring things out. But once we get to the part where we are leading the discussions, at least on the software development side, mm-hmm. then I think we are doing a good job for 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 a given client, mm-hmm. and. All of this that we call end-to-end software development is basically the value that we provide, the so-called value proposition. Mm -hmm. And this is what clients are buying from us. They're buying the knowledge and expertise, and they're also buying the fact that they don't have to manage us, Mm -hmm. and basically they don't have to care what's happening within, within our company as long as we are doing our job well, and we're leading the software development process. Mm-hmm. And I think this is extremely important.
1: And of course, doing the actual software development. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. writing the code, testing it, shipping it to production, releasing it frequently. That is basically the core of the software development.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And another thing another thing that's part of our developer position is that we're pretty good at putting order into into chaotic processes. Mm-hmm. Like if you have a software, devo- a software that's being developed right now, and the team that's developing it is not doing a good job and you need someone to get in structure everything and make sure everything is going in the right direction we're pretty good at this
1: yeah or at least we've become pretty good at this because <laughs> we <laughs> learned <laughs> it the hard way <laughs> yeah cuz cuz normally when we are working with clients they are CEOs you know um, marketing people that, that that are not that are way likely to uh, not put the things in a straight way mm-hmm. and don't really do the the things in an ordered way, yeah. and on the other hand, we as a software developers really need order. We really need uh, yeah. Pri- priori- prioritization. Priority, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, we've we've definitely become good good at this.
0: Yeah, it's basically establishing rhythm. We have mm-hmm. we have a blog article about this. Oh yeah, uh, it's basically establishing rhythm within different teams and different contexts and different. What's the plural for context? Context. I don't know. <laughs> it's not context. Says whatever. Yeah. And, and being able to navigate uh, different domains, different contexts, different teams. Mm-hmm. We turned out to be good at this because those were the clients that we were dealing with. It was always the need for someone to step in and take the lead and start structuring things yeah. while also maintaining a good development cycle, while also making sure things are getting shipped to production. Mm-hmm. And I think this is something that's we are not measuring, but we should start measuring because we're, at, I think at least once or twice a week for every project, we're shipping something to production. We have pretty good rhythm. With Absolutely. This. yeah. And we should start tracking it. Mm-hmm. It's a ah, good metric, I think. I think we already track it with GitHub Actions. We just don't look at the metric for now. Yeah, so the data is there, but we need to look yeah. at the data. Yeah. 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 And basically, our if we want to summarize our value proposition, it's the fact that you're getting a team that can get the job done mm-hmm. but you're not only getting the team yeah. and that's the good part you're getting the entire hacksoft behind that team mm-hmm. meaning you have a uh, we we've constructed we've built a team for example of seven people mm-hmm. to uh, lead your software and they're doing a good job yeah but we also have 20 more people in different teams that are constantly doing new stuff, constantly learning new techniques, constantly figuring things out, Mm -hmm. and this knowledge is being spread internally, so your team will benefit of the fact that it works for Hacksoft, because if you just work with freelancers or some other company that's not doing this, Mm -hmm. you are limited to the knowledge of the team, Mm -hmm. while with us, you're limited to the knowledge of the company, Exactly, which is extremely important.
1: Basically, your team is a proxy to the whole company. Exactly and we've for for the last like nine years we've been doing a lot of different things and we have yes. expertise in a lot of different cases so when let's say you need to do something uh, pretty trivial let's say uh google authentication let's say something like that mm. and you personally have never done this before we have the entire knowledge in the company in slack yes. in documents in blog post articles so
0: on that you can just use it in order to uh do it better, yeah. faster, and, you know... Or, or mobile development is coming, like, on the horizon, like, in the next three months, we, we need to do, we need to build a mobile app. Well, yeah. meanwhile, two other teams are already building a mobile app and mm-hmm. already figuring out, for example, right now, Expo, React Native, and all, all the good stuff. So you, you, you get a head start. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You already know how to bootstrap things, where the shovels are, yeah. which you can, which can like... Uh, take you off course mm-hmm. so this is this is extremely important mm-hmm. and this is something that we recently realized and recently started uh, communicating about
1: yeah sometimes you need proper knowledge in order to take the right technical decisions yes and if you don't have the knowledge right now you can ask someone in the company to help you with these decisions so you do the things the right way at first instead of learning the hard way
0: yes and that's that's basically it that's basically what we do uh, this is what we call end-to-end software development and the way we we are scaling this is figuring out how to build internal teams that are good mm-hmm. that can establish rhythm that can ship software and figuring out how to communicate with clients so we can help them with their with the chaos on their end because this this is this is a really good way of putting it in a software development in a product development there's always someone that needs to generate chaos yeah. And there's always someone that needs to take the scales and put it in some order, so software comes out of the end. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And usually, the clients they ge- they do generate chaos.
1: A lot of chaos, yeah. Yes,
0: and we, be- we we are with time. We, we've gotten pretty good at taking the chaos and ordering it and producing software. Mm-hmm. And basically, this is this is what we're doing right now. Building internal teams, figuring out how to lead, how to build internal teams, uh, getting better with software development. Yeah, This is like a constant process. Having a really good knowledge base, sharing our knowledge, open source blog posts, and getting better at communicating with clients. So the process can be structured and software can be shipped. And this is, this is what we're doing. This is what we are now trying to replicate and i think this is so far working pretty good for us
1: and that's what we are going end-to-end software development yes it includes a lot of things not only writing the code
0: all right anything else i think we covered a good amount of things for for this episode i can agree yeah what's what's the time teddy 29 minutes minutes. oh we're we're pretty good we're pretty good all right so this is Uh, This is basically HackCast season three, episode number one. If you have questions based on what you just heard about what Hacksoft is, please write us a comment. We are very diligent. We are trying to answer every question that we have either on YouTube, Twitter or, or, or LinkedIn. And once again, right now, our current goal with YouTube is to get to... 1,000 subscribers. Exactly, 1,000 subscribers. We are one third of the way there, so please like, subscribe, share it with your friends. And once we get to 1,000 subscribers, there's going to be a price. We're going to pick from one of our 1,000 subscribers, and it's going to be the Dust Keyboard, whatever's the latest one, whenever we get there. Thank you for watching. This was HackCast season three, episode number one. I am Rado. I'm Ivo. And have a great day, week, or weekend whenever you're watching this. Thank you.